to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. He part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Had to grab my water real quick. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Just graduated from Arizona State University, the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, about a month ago. I'm in need of a full-time job, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Ah, had to take a big chug of water real quick. As always, the show is brought to you by Built Bar, because just go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your first order. I think Built Bar is doing a, a promo special right now. If I check my email real quick from my Locked On Podcast Network boss from this week, I am pretty sure we got uh, a great special going for... Yes, right now, 50% off everything and all profits will be donated to charity if you use promo code LOCKDOWN, so go ahead and do that on BuiltBar.com. Now, for today's show, we're going to do another two-segment show today. For segment number one, I'm going to be continuing my series, excuse me, of best player in the NOL. So today, we got the number three seed, Nolan Arenado, versus the number four seed, Arizona D-backs, hometown favorite, Ketel Marte. So we'll get into that in segment one. In segment number two today, we're going to be talking about what John Heyman was tweeting today about, you know, is baseball possibly, is this a real thing? Is it around the corner? We'll get into that in segment number two today. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into it for segment number one today. We are talking about Ketel Marte versus Nolan Arenado and who is the best player uh, in the NL West right now. So, Ketel Marte, we know who he is. He's a hometown favorite here in the D-backs. Made his debut uh, in 2015, 21 years old. For the Seattle Mariners, he wasn't, you know, a, a top prospect like a lot of these guys are coming in baseball. Uh, he was a amateur free agent signing, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I just checked. That's right. He was an amateur free agent signing by the Seattle Mariners. Made his debut in 2015 at 21 years old. Pretty average debut. He, he was pretty average his first few years in the league. I mean, he played two first two seasons were with the Mariners before he got traded to the to the D-backs in that uh Taiwan Walker trade. Cuz if we uh remember Ketel Marte was not their centerpiece in that deal. It was really about bringing back Taiwan Walker as as the centerpiece of that trade because he was one of the the best prospects in baseball at the time. He had already made a, a little bit of a debut with the Mariners. He, he had some really you know solid seasons with the Mariners before he got traded to the D-backs. He was coming off two back-to-back seasons where he had an ERA above four, but his first two years with the Mariners, it really showed a lot of promise. So the D-backs really wanted him and. So they so they made the big trade for uh, Taiwan Walker, and they were like, 
hey, throw this guy Ketel Marte in there uh, too because the D-backs were giving up Gene Shigura, uh, outfielder match Mitch Hanniger, and lefty Zach Curtis. So Gene Shigura was an all-star for the D-backs. He was one of the best players at his position. Mitch Hanniger was a very high-level prospect. And then you had Zach Curtis, who's another interesting uh, pitcher, uh, a southpaw kind of guy. So the D-backs felt like they were giving, a, giving up a lot with the Gene Shigura, who is really good in the D-backs uniform for the team. He was a he wasn't uh, an all star with the D backs. He only made he only played one season with the D backs, but in his one year with the team, he led the league in hits with two hundred and three and had a three nineteen batting average. So the the main framework of the deal was going to be Gene Segura for Taiwan Walker and between the pod D backs threw in you know Mitch Haniger as I said and Zach Curtis and the Mariners threw in Ketel Marte, but little did we know Ketel Marte was going to be the best player from that deal. Taiwan Walker had another good season with the D-backs where he had like a 3-4-9 year array. He looked like he was going to be the best player from that deal, but then he got hurt. Then he blew out his elbow, and the D-backs ended up cutting him, and he's now back on the Mariners. But Ketel Marte, that's first season with the D-backs. He only played 73 games, 260 average, five home runs. He really was under the radar, nothing to really make of him. And then 2018, at age 24, he started making some big strides. Bad 260 again, but he led the league in triples, had some more pop, 14 bonds, and he, you know, he showed some flashes. He made you think that maybe he could be a, a credible player uh, for the D-backs and maybe a, a, a rotational piece. You know, maybe uh, an everyday second baseman and outfielder. But no one knew in 2019 the kind of breakout season that Ketel Marte was going to have when he batted 329, 32 bombs. More than 90 ribbies and runs scored. Finished fourth in MVP voting. So he was a beast this past year. 390 OBP. There, there was nothing on the diamond Ketel Marte couldn't do. He really became the face of the D-backs in the wake of moving Zach Ranke and Paul Goldschmidt. And he's really re revitalized the, the franchise. Uh, there's high expectations for the team to you know, possibly be a wild card contender. And a lot of that falls on the shoulders of Ketel Marte because of the meteoric rise he's had and whether he can repeat that in 2020. And so a lot of D-backs hope rests on Ketel Marte's shoulders in 2020 and, and how the D-backs fare in this season if we have one. Uh, a lot of it will depend on if Ketel Marte could uh, repeat what he did in 2019. But when comparing it to Nolan Arenado, I mean, it's it's tough to do, man. Let me just tell you the last six seasons of Nolan Arenado. This is starting with his third year in baseball. So the last six seasons starting 2015. So in 2015, he led the league in homers and RBIs with 42 dingers and 130 ribbies. Next year, led the league in homers and RBIs, 41 dingers, 133 ribbies. Next year, led the league in doubles, still had 37 dingers and 130 RBIs. Next year, led the league in home runs, 38, 110 ribbies, another 38 doubles. Then this past season, 41 dingers and 118 RBIs. And listen to his, he's a career 295 hitter, 351 OBP. In the last, you know, four, last three seasons, he's been above a 370 OBP. And ever since 2015, he's finished at least eighth in MVP voting and has been a gold glover every year since his rookie season. So 
Nolan Arenado has been good for at least 37 home runs since 2015, at least 110 ribbies. Uh, mark him down for 295 batting average. I think Nolan Arenado actually might be the most underrated player in baseball. Yes, he gets the MVP votes. Yes, he's always you know talked about as being one of the best players in baseball. But I think the fact that he's actually never won MVP is actually kind of criminal. And I'm a big uh, advocate for Nolan Arenado. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Ketel Marte fan. But when you look at the numbers, the consistent statistical dominance by Nolan Arenado, it's hard to ignore. I mean. Yes, Ketel Marte had a better batting average than Arenado last year, but Arenado still bad three fifteen. He had more dingers, nine more dingers than Ketel Marte. About twenty more RBIs. He had more runs scored. Uh, let me check the doubles real quick from last season. Uh, Ketel Marte actually had more doubles, but uh, better OBP for our for uh, our. Well, actually, Ketel Marte had a better OBP, but a lot of the other numbers, uh, Ketel. I mean, excuse me, a lot of the other numbers, Nolan Arenado uh, beat Ketel Marte in as well. And uh, when you also factor in the Gold Glove Award, that I think that's huge. Uh, the defensive presence that Nolan Arenado brings, because this guy is such a defensive wizard. Go on YouTube right now. Go to MLB.com and go watch just Nolan Arenado's defensive highlights. They're insane to watch, and he's been a gold glover every year, as I said. Ketel Marte never won the gold glove. I don't even understand how he actually finished above Nolan Arenado in the MVP voting this past season. It must have been because the D-backs are more uh, a competitive team than the Rockies, but I don't want to go on a big diatribe. I could go on one real quick right now about how Mike Trout's teams are always awful, but somehow... He wins MVPs, but Nolan Arenado puts up similar numbers and doesn't is not even in the, you know, he's in consideration but never finished higher than three. I think that's pretty criminal. I won't go on a big tangent about how Mike Trout, uh, he's deserving but a little overrated. And guys like Nolan Arenado is as deserving as a guy like Mike Trout but won't get the same kind of love and admit admiration as a Mike Trout, but I won't get into that today, but looking at the numbers, looking at the consistent dominance Nolan Arenado has had the last five, six seasons, I love Ketel Marte. I, I, I really think he could repeat his 2019 season and build on it, but if I had to put money on it, if I had to start a franchise, I'm going with Nolan Arenado. His resume is just too nice and too packed and too stacked to not think he's the better player right now and in his career, so I'm taking Nolan Arenado. Number three seed over the number four seed, Ketel Marte. Coming up, is baseball around the corner? I'll tell you what John Heyman had to say on Twitter today. But first, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered Without leaving my without leaving my house or even opening the door, given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact delivery. So now, when I order food from local restaurants, I get everything left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, you guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you need delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners 
$100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it and talk about just what John Heyman had to say on Twitter today about the state of baseball and whether it's returning. So today, about a couple hours ago, John Heyman tweeted, breaking, MLB and Players Union are closing in on an agreement to play the 2020 season via players. Deal is expected to be prorated pay and include expanded playoffs. So that sounds like it's pretty good coming from John Heyman. Sounds like it's a pretty positive note. Uh, MLB even released this news release. Here's the commissioner's statement. Commissioner of Baseball Robert D. Manfred Jr. issued the following statement today. At my request, Tony Clark and I met for several hours yesterday in Phoenix, we left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we agreed could form the basis of an agreement and subject to conversations with our respective constituents. I summarized that framework numerous times in the meeting and sent Tony a written summary today. Consistent with our conversations yesterday, I am encouraging the clubs to move forward and I trust Tony is doing the same. So it sounds like Rob Manfred and the chief executive of the Players Union are finally Starting to have some positive momentum and traction with these conversations. Sounds like they had a great meeting in Phoenix yesterday where I am currently reciting. I, I'm sad I didn't get to bump into them, but sounds like baseball has a real chance of coming back all of a sudden. Last week it was Manford saying, oh, unequivocally, I believe the MLB season will be returning in 2020. And then just on Monday, on the return of sports special of Sports Center. He told ESPN's Mike Greenberg, oh, it looks pretty iffy right now. I'm not too confident. He was sounding very pessimistic on Monday, basically saying, I don't know if we're going to have a season. It it felt more likely than not we weren't. Then all of a sudden, it's Wednesday, and we wake up to breaking news. The season's around the corner. Rob Manfred and the Players Association has been getting it figured out, and I'm just baffled by this back and forth just, you know, Owners leaking stuff, players leaking stuff to the media, this back and forth about money, back and forth about games, back and forth about should we play, should we not. It's just so much. It's just such a headache. It shouldn't be this difficult. Look at what the NBA is doing. They had a, they had pl- their top players on the call. The owners working with LeBron, getting it together. Yes, you have guys like Kyrie who are saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't restart the season. But hey, he's saying that for to fight go to, to go fight racial injustice. I don't think uh these player uh these players are you or the players union or the MLB owners are saying we shouldn't have a seen season because they want to go fight racial injustice. I haven't I haven't heard that at all. And some NBA players don't want to play because of the, the health risk. And I could get that if MLB players said that. But th- there hasn't been enough talk about the health risks, I think, for MLB players. That doesn't seem like that's their main 
point of contention with uh, restarting the MLB season. A lot of it seems to be money, incentive-based, prorated salaries, what the playoff bonus pool is going to look like. And that's where so many you know fans are distraught because it shouldn't be this hard. I don't know why I said it. it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. We see sports like baseball coming back. NFL seems pretty confident they'll be back. We see some soccer leagues, Korean baseball come back. But MLB is making it so difficult, and it shouldn't be. But looks like we finally have some good news. It finally looks like maybe baseball's on the horizon. Uh, we don't know for certain, but... What John Heyman had to say, what my, uh, Rob Manfred put out in a release today, sounds like we're at least moving in the right direction. And John Heyman also tweeted out this. As part of the pending agreement to play the 2020 season between MLB and the Players Union, the union has agreed to waive any grievances. And that was a big uh, sticking point, I know, for the association. They didn't want players, you know, making grievances against the league because of just how things could play out. Seems like that won't be happening now. It seems like the players dropped that part of the discussion. So maybe we can finally move in closer to finally having a baseball season. Because, guys, I love doing these podcasts, but it's not the same right now. I love talking baseball with you guys, but this is tough to do. It's not easy to come on here three days a week and just think of something to talk about. I I love barbershop debates. I love doing these series where I'm doing who's the best player right now and things like that. But I'd rather just be sitting here breaking down games with you guys and talking about what the D-backs did last night on TV, whether I think they're they're making real strides to the postseason. That's what, that's what gets me going. That's what I love talking about. I love doing barbershop debates, but there's only so many barbershop debates that I can do. There's only so many time caps. So let me look back at the 0-1 season where the D-backs won the World Series, uh, World Series, won the World Series and uh, take some insight from that. There's only so much of that I can do. So I hope MLB season comes back for my mental health and to make these podcasts bigger for you and better for you. And so uh, I hope we are moving to the right direction. Like Heyman and Rob Manfred and Tony Clark makes it seem. And I hope this is a. I hope this is not all just smoke and mirrors. I hope we are actually starting to move towards some real progress in uh, the MLB season restarting. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition of the Locked On MLB podcast so you guys stay up to date with uh, news rankings and everything pertaining to fantasy baseball. That's a Locked On Fantasy MLB podcast. Uh, don't forget to go to BuiltBar.com because everything is off 50% off. Everything is 50% off right now. Uh, just use promo code Locked On to get 50% off. And I hope everyone is staying inside and staying healthy unless you're out there in those streets protesting. Enjoy the rest of your week and tune back in on Friday for more Locked On Diamondbacks. Peace out, everyone.